So um, today I want to go ahead and open up to uh, 1 Kings chapter 10. Um, if you're new to the things of faith or to highlight, I want to encourage you to um, open your hearts and we're going to get ready to take some notes. If you have a phone or a notepad. Um, today we're going to land the plane on the winning team. This series has been all about being in a, an excellent church. And so... Um, we're going to open up here. First Kings chapter 10, and then we'll build this thing out. It says this here. When the queen of Sheba heard of Solomon's fame, um, the Bible says that Solomon was the richest man to ever live and also the wisest man to ever live. History uh, records that Sheba is, is ancient Ethiopia, which uh, is pretty interesting. We're going to read this, this account. Uh, Ethiopia would become the first Christian nation, actually. Um, and so just, just, you know, how it started a thousand years pre-Christ from this visit, I think, is, is when that all started. But when the Queen of Sheba heard of Solomon's fame, which brought honor to the name of the Lord, it brought honor. I think as a church, we ought to be bringing honor to God. It says this here, she came to test him with hard questions. She arrived in Jerusalem with a large group of attendants and a great caravan of camels loaded with spices, large quantities of gold and precious jewels. Someone say offering. offering. So she brought her offering to church. And it says this here, when she met, <laughs> when she met, here it is, with Solomon, she talked with him about everything she had on her mind. So uh, she has some questions, but we can also see here that she may have had some blockage going through some things, being a queen, maybe some depression. So she was going to visit Solomon. She had heard about his wisdom and his fame and God doing this great thing through Israel. So she was going to get support and clarity from the man of God, from the house of God. It says here, Solomon had answers for all her questions. Nothing was too hard for the king to explain to her. When the queen of Sheba realized how very wise Solomon was, and when she saw the palace he had built, let's lean in right here. Here it is, because this is what today is about. She was overwhelmed. She was also amazed at the food on his table, the organization of his officials, and their splendid clothing. The cupbearers and the burnt offering Solomon made at the temple of the Lord. So she was moved by the amount of uh, income or the resource that Solomon put into the house of God. She saw that faith. She saw that grit, that intentionality for the house of God, and, and her heart was moved. She was just like, wow, you know, she, she brought all this great stuff. But it's almost like Solomon was on a whole nother level. And, um, and it says this here, she exclaimed to the king, everything I heard in my country about your achievements and wisdom is true. I didn't believe uh, what was said until I arrived here I just love that when people visit our church for the first or second time, they'll say, man, every, you know, we watched it online, but it's even better in person. And, uh, you know, just, that's, that's what she's saying. I seen you online, Solomon, but man, I, I didn't know. Come on now. I didn't know it was like this. And it says this here, I didn't believe what was said until I arrived here and saw it with my own eyes. In fact, I had not heard the half of it. Your wisdom and prosperity are far beyond what I was told. How happy, watch this, your people must be. How happy the people of God must be, wow. right? You guys have built something great. How, how happy you must be. I love this thing. It's popping out to me. I'm in a Bible study in my kitchen right now. It's just <laughs> popping out. Y'all just in here. I'm, I'm in the kitchen just reading the word. Sorry. Okay. It says this here. 
What a privilege for your officials to stand here day after day listening to your wisdom. Praise the Lord your God who delights in you. Watch this. And place you on the throne of Israel because of the Lord's eternal love for Israel. He has made you king so you can rule with justice and righteousness. So good. So good. I, I remember um, within a, a maybe a week or two of um, making it official, Pastor Kyra and I, my wife, uh, we, we started to date in court. Um, within a week or so, um, she came over my house. She asked for the keys to my house. Um, at the time, I was living with my mom. So she asked for the, my key. And uh, I was at work, and uh, she, she came over, and I got home after work, and my entire room was, was decked out. It was organized and, and clean and, and dusted, and, and, and my shoes, I didn't like how she rearranged everything, but I couldn't <laughs> complain because she, she cleaned. I, I, you know, there was a corner I hadn't seen for months, and I saw that corner, and there wasn't a spider in that pile because that's why I never cleaned it. I'm scared of spiders, but she cleaned it, and, and uh, it was just amazing. And she also went in and cleaned our living room, and she cleaned our kitchen, and, and, and I knew then beyond a shadow of a doubt that she was wifey. She was, she was wifey material all day. And just to come home and to experience an amazing atmosphere was so uplifting after a hard day of work. Um, coming home to a clean room, and I never made up my bed. She made my bed up and all that, and it was just great. You know, a- atmospheres are, are important. Someone said that atmosphere, atmosphere is important. It's, important. it's vital. Atmospheres have the power to um, build up or bring us down. Um, science confirms that um, when, when clutter is out of the way, you, you feel better. You, you feel calmer. Um, you feel more prepared to take on the day, take on the week. And um, Queen Sheba visits um, the palace, and she even sees the temple of God. We talked about the temple over the past two weeks, and she is encouraged. She is built up. You know, it's clean, and it's organized, and it's well put. And, and, and there's something that happens in her heart and in her spirit to where she is. She's lifted up. And God has given Solomon wisdom for atmospheres. And what I've come to find out is this. If you're taking notes, go ahead and write this down. Is that the presence of God is atmospheric. Um, it's spiritual, right? We, we pray, and when you pray, there is peace. When you read the Bible, and God gives you clarity, there is understanding. Um, you've prayed in the past, and God has healed you or a family member. Very spiritual, supernatural Um, God is that, but God is also very atmospheric. And I do mean in a tangible sense. God moves through everything that we see, right? Everything um, that we we have an opportunity to steward, God wants to move through that. Our homes, right? Our our cars, um, our, our meeting places where we rest our heads. God is atmospheric. As a matter of fact, the Queen of Sheba doesn't say anything about God until her, her um, experience with the environment and the wisdom of Solomon is, is full. Then she talks about how great God is, right? So the presence of God is atmospheric. And um, a lot of us, we, 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 we battle with depression and um, just, you know, 
ups and, ups and downs and so on and so forth. And I would encourage you, maybe more so in a challenging way, how does your room look? Right? Um, like right now. Yeah. Um, how is the basement? How, how is the floorboard of your car? Right? I, I, would, I would ask you that. I would ask you, have you gotten comfortable in mess? Um, there's a great chance that the environment that you're surrounded by is playing a key role in you feeling heavy and um, discouraged. Um, and you, you always feeling like you need that injection or that, that surge of inspiration from, you know, something or someone. But um, what we see in the text is that the presence of God is atmospheric. The word atmospheric just simply means a pervading tone or the mood of a place, a pervading tone, or the mood of a place. And if we're going to be an excellent church, I'm talking to followers of Christ, and more specifically, those of you who serve as superheroes here, we have to be cognizant and intentional about the atmosphere of our local church. We have to be intentional about the atmosphere of our homes and in our vehicles. It matters. It matters to God. And, um, and it matters to the people that God is sending us. The Bible says in the story we just read that the Queen of Sheba was overwhelmed. The food on his table, the organization of the officials, everyone had a place to be and they had a time to be in that place. The Bible says that their splendid clothing. Deion Sanders says, um, um, look good, feel good, play good. And, and, and so the splendid clothing, and what I know is, is that every single Sunday, every single weekend, many people, millions of people visit local churches. Majority of them are coming in discouraged, um, suicidal, ready to quit on marriage, ready to quit on their children, ready to just check the box of church and get home to hit the bottle. And as believers, it is our call to show up with our A-game, to show up and to be ready to serve, be ready to encourage. It's our job to be ready to put a smile on people's faces and to be discerning of the need of those who are here, even each other, not just our guests, but even each other. It's okay to not be okay at church, but when you are volunteering, when you are a superhero, when you are serving, Let's get each other right first so we can prepare for those that God needs us to focus on. And it's from Genesis to Revelation, right? It's why Jesus came. Jesus didn't just come to save the disciples, but he came to equip them for the millions of people who needed to hear the good news about God and who needed a move of God in their lives. So, I, you know, a long time ago, I just determined, I think I was probably two years, maybe a year or two into my faith, that church was no longer about me, that I, I'm going to heaven. I have the word. I got power. And I, I love what I love what Oscar said in his story. Like, I, I want other people to experience this love and this grace and, and this goodness and the power of God. And that's what it's about. And honestly, that's where growth starts, Oscar. The more I serve people the more the, the grip of the devil loosens off my life. But the more I am about me, the more my, you know, so, so you're on the right track, my brother. And so, um, you know, it, it's just important that, 
as believers, we, we come ready to serve. And I've come to find this out in 16 years of following Christ. Is that going to write this down? How we view God's greatness determines the quality of our service. How we view God's greatness determines the quality of our service. So if God is a little God, our passion for serving him will be very unintentional, kind of like, I'm here, you know, y'all should be happy I haven't showed up, right? Um, If it's mediocre, if it's average, we're going to give God a half in, half out serving. We're going to come to church always thinking, Minister, feed me, feed me the word, feed me the word. What, what is God going to do for me today? Right. What, what if Solomon's staff had that mentality? All right, Solomon, you, that, you, we won't even get to meet her. We just put water on the table. You know what I mean? Like you get the cool part of meeting her. Right. So whatever, you know. But if your view of God is great. If God can do anything right, if Jesus has forgiven your sin, if. If you are going to heaven, then you're going to serve him greatly, right? You're going to, you're going to serve him in a great way. You're, you're going to put your best foot forward. You, you will iron your clothes and shower and, and, and keep your body intact. You, you will come ready uh, if you have a job with an offering to church. You, you will come ready to invest into what God is doing in the earth through you. Y'all don't like this word? I can go home. I mean, my baby is at a tournament. I'd rather be there. Y'all go look at me like that. But um, thank you, sweetie. Someone say excellent church. Excellent church. And um, so this is it. Write this down. Our third big statement. There's always been a big statement for every, every, uh, every service. Okay. Write this down. An excellent church is built by believers who create an atmosphere for people to have a life-changing encounter with God. That's what we want to do. If you're new here, you're not responsible for this. Um, If you have another home church, I encourage you to take this encouragement and go there and build that place up, strengthen that local church. But if you're a believer and you call this your church home, it's our responsibility to create an atmosphere for people to have a life-changing encounter with God. We create the atmosphere, then we get out of the way and let God let God move. And I'm going to tell you something, guys. When you work on the environments in your life, your home, even your workspace at work and your vehicle and, and your local church, when, you know, wherever you are, whenever it draws the favor of God, God likes clean spaces. He, you ought to read your Gospels. You ought to read your Gospels. This girl was, was dead. And Jesus came in and Jesus said, um, she is not dead. She's only sleeping. And the Bible says that some people laughed at her because back in Jesus' day, there were professional mourners. So you would get paid to go to someone's funeral and cry. And so when he said, she is not dead, she will live, they all laughed at him. Guess what Jesus said? He said, get them out of here. He kicked them out. He said, it's not in order. And if it's not in order, I, I can't move. Right. Um, the Last Supper. Right. He sent his disciples to find the guy with, the, with the, the picture. And he said, give this guy the money. Go to that room. Set up the room. Set up the food. Set up the drinks. Then I will show up. 
Right. And, and so a lot of us, we're praying about God to do things in our lives. God is ra- waiting on us to get our lives in order, get some things in order. Right. You, you, not you, not you. Right. I get it. We all struggle. But I'm saying start picking up and washing your clothes and throwing out the trash and washing the dishes. And then the favor of God will rest on your family. So 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 an excellent church, we want to create an atmosphere where the favor of God is drawn here. And, and when people come, they're drawn to the presence of God. Right. Because they, they can't deny, man, there's something different about this place. Don't you just hate going to a church where you walk in and it's stale as that bread in the back of the cabinet? You walk in, ain't nobody say hello. It's cold, isn't it? It's scary. There's no passion in the worship. You know, you know what I mean? But it it shouldn't be so with with us. Right. So I want to give you five characteristics from this text of of amazing atmosphere. I want you to lean in with your heart, lean in with your mind. Great, great opportunity to grow. These are things you can also apply to your personal life. But I just think I think church is easy practice and growing in our faith and growing in excellence. And we can carry it on through the week. So five characteristics of amazing atmosphere. Number one, I want us to embody a life-giving attitude. Let's have a life-giving attitude when we come to the house of God. It's important that you pray before coming to church, especially my superheroes and my leaders, that that on the way we're we're putting on the right music. I I had on firm foundation on the way to church. I I had it on it because I got to drive 270, so I had it on three or four times. He won't fail. You know what I mean? Like, Getting your heart right, right? Because it ain't about me. I got to deliver a word. You know what I mean? And, and then I put on Trip Lee Stone. Y'all, y'all should hear Stone. Had that thing on four or five times. And Isaiah, trying to live like the prophet Isaiah. Let's go, church. I'm ready. You know what I mean? Instead of like dragging in. You know what I mean? Like pray and, and get your attitude right. Right? Even Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, don't just come to the house of God any kind of way. Right. He said, don't even just say any kind of thing. He says, we're on earth. God is in heaven. So let's come with the right mindset and have some respect and honor. Open arms. We're energized. We're hospitable. We're looking for the needs of of guests and people. What do you need? You know, where's the restroom? We don't just point them, but we walk them to the restroom. And and what what do you kids need? How can we help? We you know, we want to hear it. It's going to write this down. We want to be off of our cell phones. We want to be ready. To minister. Discerning of people who need prayer. We want to be undistracted. Right. Solomon's people were undistracted. And, and it wasn't just Queen Sheba, but Sheba brought attendance. Listen, you never know who God is bringing to your church. Right. You, you never know who God is bringing here for you. Not 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 for the message, not for church, but there can be a divine connection that you I'm sure his attendance would, you know, what's your number? What's your what's your Instagram? What's your Facebook? You know, his attendance was talking to her attendance. You know what I mean? You never know who God is bringing for you. But you have to come with the mindset to minister and to add value to people. And when you add value to people, there's a blessing that, that God works through them into your life. So let's have life-giving attitudes. Let's, let's, let's do it. Number two, smiles and laughter. We're talking about the house of God. It's supposed to be a place of joy. 
smiles and laughter. Woo. Bible says this. This is David, Solomon's dad. Says this, Psalm 122, verse 1. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of... Can we put our hands together for church, everybody? Come on. If you're glad, if Sunday's your favorite day... He said, I was glad when they said to me, it's time to go to church, having a good time. Hugs and high fives and on the way. I was even checking Instagram about to get into an accident and y'all was y'all was taking pictures and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's that's what it's about. When people come, they should see the church, you know, clapping and and high fiving and hugging and and laughing. And they should see prayer in the house of God, in the lobby, in the sanctuary. Right. Passionate worship. How about baptisms a, a, a few weeks ago? Come on. Can we celebrate baptisms? Just good stuff, man. It's just joy. We had like 20 people lined up to be baptized. Just joy. And, and then next steps. We, we got new people joining the team this week. We, come on, guys. We just had Fresh Friday where people get trained and they're building a relationship and they're making forward steps in their faith. I mean, th- this is good stuff. Right. You know, I was I was raised, you know, kind of in the church and man, I was raised in a missionary Baptist church. So these brothers and sisters would have on suits and they would have on these white gloves <laughs> and they'd open that door with style and let you on in. And, and, and you come on in and it's just a ref, you're refreshed. You know what I mean? And so I, I don't know what happened to the church, though. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. But we, we got to get back to this, guys. Number three, fresh hygiene and nice appearance. It's in the text. Fresh hygiene and nice appearance, even if you're just visiting. You know, let, let's get up and get ready. Let's get up. It, Sunday is, is the first day of a new week. Right. What a way to start your week in the house of God. Right. What a way to say, man, last week was crazy. I had some blockage. Right. I got some questions. I'm, I'm, I'm going through some things. But but, you know, Queen Sheba got up and she got ready and she got put on her makeup. She did her hair. She 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 brought her offering. She brought some friends, her attendants, and they got dressed. They said, they said girl, queen, it's a new week. So and, and we're going to the house of God. We're going to visit King Solomon and, and we're going to see it says this here in Second Chronicles has its own account of what happened. It says she was also amazed at the food on his tables, the organization of his officials, their splendid clothing. Here it is. The cupbearers in their robes. Great time to start the week out. Just let you in on my world. On, so on Saturday night, I prepare I prepare my clothes. A spirit of rush will will undermine excellence. So you're scrambling on a Sunday looking for stuff and you ain't half done. You, you, you prepare on a Sunday. I was up to 1 a.m. last night preparing. You know, it was a long day yesterday, but I refuse to let down my excellence, you know, because I'm serving God. So I'm going to stay up. I'm going to burn the night oil, right, so that I can be ready to go, right? You prep your clothes and 6 a.m. I work out. I work out, right? You, you're working out because I, I got three services. I got to run. I got people to pray for. I got people to encourage. You know what I mean? And, and you don't just have to be the pastor to feel this way. You're a servant of the most high God. You're a priest. You're a royal priest. You're saved, right? You, you can get into this. 
then I shower, then, then I get dressed and I'm, I'm ready to encourage, right? Right? Do, do my hair. Spray some cologne. Put on that perfume. Put on that deodorant. Right? Amen. Come on now. Come on. You know, no, no fresh clothes. And, and then as organized, right? When you serve, you're putting on your superhero shirts because we're organized and there's unity and there's alignment. And, and, and people are going all throughout their week, confusion and disarray. And there's no unity, no alignment. So when they show up to the house of God, there's power and there's strength and there's alignment and there's, you know, you know what I mean? So Solomon was ready for this thing. Right. And number four, clean and organized meeting place. Clean and organized meeting place. First Corinthians 14, verse 33 says this. Watch this. This is important for God is not a God of disorder. Right. Clean and organized meeting place. For our God is not a God of disorder. Paul was telling the church in Corinthus. The word order, watch this if you're taking notes, means, I'm looking, there you go. The word order means proper arrangement. And I love what God told Moses in the Old Testament when they were building the tabernacle, right? The tabernacle was the portable temple. The tabernacle came before the temple. God gave, watch this, God gave Solomon all of the measurements where everything was supposed to go. Everything had a place. Every person had a place. Every tribe had a place, right? He had a proper arrangement, and he told Moses, build according to the pattern I showed you, right? So in Hebrews New Testament, post-Christ, Hebrews says this. It says that the tabernacle is a copy of what is in heaven. So right now, there's a copy of this room of Highlight Church in heaven. And what we want to do is, I, as the leader of this church, I want to hear God. I, that's why the standard is so high here. I want to hear God. And I, what do you see Highlight looking like? Where do people go? Where are leaders positioned? What are we supposed to wear? How should the instruments look? How should this building look? Because there is a copy of this room right now in heaven that we're supposed to bring down from heaven and institute into the world so that when people come here, they have an, an, an encounter with a supernatural God. And, and, and so things need to be. So, yeah, we pick up trash. We, if you see trash, you, you pick it up. We, we, we wipe the trash lids. We clean up our bathrooms. We, we, we got a, um, I think it was Mrs. Mrs. Patton, Aaron's mom came a few weeks ago uh, during, I think, before a couple weeks before his baptism. And she complimented our team just saying, man, that bathroom is so, so clean. And she said, she, she said, I go to a lot of churches and oh, my God, the bathroom. Right. But we, we clean. We clean the bathroom. Everything has a place. Every person has a position. I'll put it to you like this. God is a God of order. Um, Jesus, the Bible says, fed, fed 5,000 people with a few fish and a few loaves of bread. Y'all know this story, most of you. If you put the men and the children, it was about 20,000 people. And he, he, he says, um, whatever you have, bring to me, I'll, I'll do it, right? So they brought him the fish and the bread. He prayed. He, here's the order. He thanked God for what he had. That's the first step in, in growth 
an expansion of your blessing is gratitude every day. I thank God for what I have. He blessed it and began to divide it. But before he did the miracle, he told the disciples to put the people into groups of 50s, hundreds, put them in order, put them over here and put them over here and put that over here. Then I'll bless the stuff, right? So we need clean and organized meeting places because God plans to do miracles. So even in your groups, our houses can't just be any kind of way. Right. All right come on now. Y'all, y'all here? They can't be any kind of way. A lot of people. OK, you ever had this question? Um, raise your hand. Um, um, what uh, what is discipleship? Show of hands. What is discipleship? You've ever asked that? Come on. Have you ever asked that question? What is discipleship? What does it mean? This is discipleship. It's not as much about understanding this thing. I mean, or reading it if, if you don't apply it. Right? So if, if you're a light group leader, I got a vacuum. You got it. Let me tell you one thing my, my wife put me on and it irritated me. But she's been discipling me all my nine years of being married to her. I used to clean the bathroom because I was trying to up my game when we got married. I said, okay, I'm a clean too. I'm clean. I'm clean too. So I cleaned up. I got my bucket like she got in and the sponge and all that. I'm doing my thing and I'm like, yeah, it's clean. She comes in and disciples me. She looks. Megan, you laughing because she do it to us as a staff. And this is why, you know, we're moving and all that. And she said, you miss something. I said, what? She said, behind and under the toilet, there is pee. And so now I'm down there. I'm getting that thing behind the toilet. But I appreciate it. I I promise you I do. Because clean people have fun. And God favors order clean places. And when you are cleaning, ah, isn't it refreshing? It's so refreshing. Oh, my God, it's so good. A clean home. We're having some couples over right now, maybe, you know, once a month or so. And and they come in and it's just clean. It's clean. It's nice to host people when it's when it's clean because we're representing him. And, And I tell my wife every time we have guests, I said, let's be a blessing. Let's be a blessing. And part of that is cleaning up and having the food ready and the smell good, the right sound. It's atmosphere. It's vital. God is atmospheric because we want people to leave our house. We want their faith to be built up. We want them to be encouraged. We want them to go home and feel challenged to to whatever they got to do at their place. We're discipling them through a clean environment. Right. All right. Says this here. uh, Number five. Great team chemistry. Jason, come close me out. Great team chemistry. I love church because um, what I'm a part of is bigger than me. We all have big dreams. And the great thing about church is when you get plugged in, when you start serving, what you're a part of is bigger than you. And we're just teaming up to change the world one life at a time. So I'm operating in my gift. You're operating in your gift. You're operating in your gift. And we're collaborating to change the world one life at a time. And then I get a chance to reap the blessing of being a part of it. What does Sheba say? Man, how blessed your people must be. 
So it wasn't about them giving and serving and doing and doing. It was about them being blessed in their service to other people. Jesus even says that to give is more blessed than to receive. All right. So if I want to be blessed, I, here it is. I need to give the very thing I want or I need. If I want to be blessed. So if I, if I need encouragement, I need to give encouragement. If I need resource, I need to give resource. If I need a word or word from God or a promise from scripture, I need to come to church with a scripture on my mind for someone that's going to need it. I give them that scripture. God builds my faith back. She said, how blessed your people must be to serve under you and with you. And really, it's about a love for God and a heart for people. That's when you know you're really maturing in your faith is when you come to church and you're you're looking for that person to minister to, to give a hug, to pray for. And we all go through, but great team chemistry. I'm doing my part. You're doing your part. We're honoring God. We're loving people. Because as a church, we want three things. Go ahead and write this down. Number one, we want to inspire. We want to inspire people when they come to the house of God. We want them to be hope-filled and want them to have faith. We want them to go into a new week ready to win, ready to conquer. God has called us. Jesus has done his part. Now we have the Holy Spirit, and it's our turn to heal and to to bless, to push forward. We want to inspire people. That's why we moved to Maryland. You know, I love my dad. He's getting older every day, and every time I talk to my mom, she she says, you know, this new thing is going on with him now. And I'm like, man, man, I miss that. But I'm called here. I'm called here. Right? I'm called here to bless and to bring people to Jesus and to change lives. I don't want to waste time doing that. I don't want to, I don't want to do it 50%. I want to, if I'm going to do it, let's do it well. Let's, let's inspire. Let's, let's do it with excellence. You know? Let's not just show up. Let's do it. Let's do it. Come on, let's be like Christ. Number two, we want to encourage. We want to hear this, put courage into people. That's what encourage means. We want to help people dream again. We we do want to see marriages healed. They say the child suicide rate is at its all-time high. So, so we want our kids, volunteers, to have the heart of God. It's, it's not a task. This isn't babysitting. This is life or death. The enemy is after the next generation. So many different angles that he's coming at it. Like, right? The overexposure of nonsense. The we want, we want to encourage. We, we want to encourage that mom, that dad, when they come, build them up. And, and most importantly, here it is. We want to prepare a way for Jesus. That's what we're doing when we're setting up, cleaning up. We're preparing a way for Jesus to come on through and talk to a person's heart, to heal their lives, to do a miracle. When the worship team is up here worshiping, God is speaking to people. They're creating a way for the spirit of God to to speak to people and to heal people's hearts. And that's what we're doing, church, when we're serving the Lord. What did she say? She said, oh, my God, the, the Lord of Israel. The God of Israel, he loves his people. She ultimately pointed it back to Jesus, not them, but Jesus. 
And historically, I think this was the beginning of the gospel work in Ethiopia. The Queen of Sheba must have went back to Africa and made Judaism the, the, the primary religion, something. Maybe y'all know better than me, but I know that it paved the way for a thousand years later for, for the gospel of Jesus Christ to come to that country. And it was because of their excellence.